So shelter, something beneath, behind, or within which a person or animal or thing is protected from storms, adverse conditions, etc. A refuge. And if you look at the word refuge, it means the state of being safe or sheltered from pursuit, danger, or difficulty. Okay, so it's, it's the state of being safe or sheltered from pursuit, danger, or difficulty. So the shelter of God's love is a refuge, basically. Do you need a refuge? Why do you need a refuge? Well, 1 Peter 5.8 tells us why we need a refuge. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You see, unfortunately, unfortunately, as we go through this life, we have an enemy. We don't like to give him too much glory here in church, but unfortunately, he's there and he's always ready to pounce. He's constantly watching for the easy prey. He's constantly poised to pounce any chance he can get. And unfortunately, if you are not abiding in the shelter of God's love, he will get a lot of those chances. That's why it's so important to stay within the shelter of God's love. You know, the enemy will try to distract you. He'll try to be backing you out of there because that's what he does, amen? That's, that's the way he goes around. And we saw in verse 16 there in John chapter 20 that Mary immediately recognized Jesus' voice. You see, when you're resident in the shelter of God's love, you will know his voice. You will know his voice beyond a shadow of a doubt. The enemy won't be able to trick you because you will know his voice. Because you see, every sheep knows the voice of and the storms will come, but they don't have to harm you. Amen. You can watch the storm from the safety of his shelter. Because God's shelter is a safe haven. Amen. It's a safe haven. Don't you love when you're tucked up at night in bed? It's stormy outside. Do you love those nights when you're tucked up safe in bed? The rain is lashing against the window. The wind is blowing up a gale outside. And you're all nice and safe and dry and warm in your bed. Think about it now. Are you there? The radiators are on. The electric blanket is on. The hot water bottle is full. Just don't use the two of them together. <laughs> Either or. The duvet is pulled up to your neck and your body is lying on a nice, soft memory foam mattress. You know, and your head is resting on a nice, soft memory foam pillow. Amen. If you don't have a nice, soft memory foam, they need to get them, don't they, Em? They need to get him. Praise God. Are you there yet? Are you asleep? Okay, wake up. It's dark and stormy and cold outside. But you can allow yourself just to drift off to sleep in the dry, in the warmth, in the safety, knowing that you're safe, knowing that you're dry. And when you wake up, the storm will be over. Amen. I like to look at the shelter of God's, God that way. A nice, warm, cozy bed. Yes, the storm is raging around outside. But we can safely and comfortably watch the storm as we bask in the shelter of his unconditional love. Confident. You see, that's a word that we didn't hit last week. And confidence is something we can be. We can have confidence. We can be confident once we're confident, once we're abiding in the shelter of God's love. Because you see, when we're in the shelter of his love, we can be confident that our shepherd is always keeping watch. The Lord is my shepherd, Psalm 23 says. You see, when I was younger, I remember thinking that Psalm 23, it's a bit boring, isn't it? I just think it's a bit boring. And then I remember I got born again and started coming to church and they used to read Psalm 23. And I always thought, you know, it's a little bit old fashioned. And this bothered me a little bit. And the more I looked at it, then I thought, wow, it's not boring. 
And it's not old-fashioned, amen. It's actually fabulous. It's actually quite amazing. And it's actually not boring. It's actually very powerful, Sam. And it's actually not old-fashioned at all. It is very relevant for today. The Lord is my shepherd. Is he your shepherd? Can you hand on your heart today say, the Lord is my shepherd? Are you allowing the good shepherd to watch out for you? Yes. You see, a shepherd in the natural looks after the sheep in his care. They're under his shelter. They're under his protection so he keeps them safe. And when one of those sheep strays away, he's quick to go after it. Why? Because he knows that the sheep out there on its own is easy to be devoured. Amen. The sheep out on its own is easy prey. He's easy prey for the hungry, vicious animal that's seeking something to eat. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. See, the radiators are on. Amen. <laughs> There's no lack in the shelter. There's provision in the shelter. I shall not want. If you don't want for anything, well, then you have it. Amen. If you don't want for anything, then you have it and you have plenty of it. And that's what it is with the Lord. If the Lord is your shepherd, you will not want for anything. You will have plenty of everything you need. Amen. If you're not in want, then you're in plenty. Amen. Praise God. He makes me like, this is my favorite. He makes me lie down in green pastures. You see, there's your memory foam mattress. Amen. God will have you lie down on your memory foam mattress. He will have you lie down where it's lush and green, where it's fertile, where there's plenty. Amen. He won't, God won't allow you lie down in thistles or on a bed of nettles. That's not how he works. Amen. And I love that he makes me lie down. Yeah. You see, he knows when you're spun out. He knows when you've had enough. He knows when you can't go any further without rest. So he will make you lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. There's that memory foam pillow, amen. In his shelter, there's peace of mind. You see, there's calmness in God's shelter. If you go out to Menard, I've been out there for dinner just a couple of times, praise God. Very blessed to be invited out for dinner in Menard. When you walk into that place, there's a calmness. I don't know how they do it, but that's what they do because that's what they're aiming for in those places. When you walk in, you leave your cares outside. You just forget about your life. You forget about everything else and you just bask in what goes on in there. Your spa, the good food. They walk around in their robes, the residence, all that. And there's just a calmness and a peace. You see, that's where God leads us. Amen. He leads us beside the still waters. What's more calming and peaceful than still water? He restores my soul. You see, there's the snugness of the duvet. You see, God gives back what the locusts have stolen, the Bible says. He leads us back to where we should be. He brings us back. He restores us back to where he wants us to be. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. The electric blanket is on. Amen. It's a good place to be. Because you see, in God's shelter, you will find guidance. He will lead you through those choppy waters. He will bring you back to what's right. He will bring you back to what's good. Why? For his name's sake. 
You see, when you bask in the protection and blessing of God's shelter, while the storm rages, rages around you, people will notice. Because you see, if you're a believer in God, people are watching you. I don't know if you know that today, but they're watching you, amen? They're watching you. And when they're watching you, they see that when you go through stuff, horrible stuff or nice stuff, or whatever way it is that you carry yourself through a storm, they see you go through that in peace, in confidence. They see you looking well and looking better than you should look in your circumstances. Then they start to ask questions about this shelter. They're drawn to this shelter, amen? God will do what he said he will do, amen, for his name's sake. If he said he will do it, he will do it. If he said he will heal, he will heal. If he says he will restore, he will restore, amen. He is faithful to fulfill his promises. I will fear no evil for you are with me. You see, when evil is all around the shelter, you don't have to be afraid because he's with you. The Bible says he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. Amen. He will never leave you and he will never forsake you. You're safe and snug in the shelter. Even when the going is tough, God doesn't disappear. God stays around. He stays in the good times and he stays in the tough times. Amen. His rod will crush your enemy and his staff will rescue you. Amen. He will prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Who wouldn't like a table prepared in the presence of your enemies? huh? A table, couldn't you only imagine the food that God would put on that table? When God says he will prepare a table, that will be a table, amen. That will be a table. That will exceed my art, amen. God will make sure that you have all you need because you see there's no thirst in the shelter. There's no hunger in the shelter. You can partake of the table while they all watch, amen, while all your enemies look on. How come he has everything he needs? How come he's always happy? How come he has nice food to eat? How come he drives that nice car? How come he lives in that nice house? You're living in the shelter. When you're in his shelter, goodness and mercy will surely follow you, the psalm says. Surely follow you. That means it will definitely follow you. It doesn't mean it might or maybe. It will surely follow you. And you see, it will follow you. You don't even have to chase after it. Goodness and mercy will follow you. Follow you as you dwell in the shelter. And you know what? You can dwell in that shelter forever. So what's in God's shelter? There's safety in God's shelter. There's protection. There's a shield from danger. There's provision. There's rest, restoration. There's help in times of need. There's guidance when those difficult decisions need to be made. There's strength in times of weakness. There's comfort. There's peace when the storm is raging outside. You'll never be alone in the shelter of his love. It's full of love. It's full of acceptance. There's recognition of how important you are in the shelter. There's respect, affection. Favor will follow you around. Goodness will follow you around. Mercy will be yours every morning. Hope and joy will become a way of life for you. Praise God. That's what's in the shelter, amen? All that is in the shelter. What's not in the shelter? So what's not in the shelter of God's love? Condemnation. See, there's no condemnation in God's shelter. Shame. There's no shame in his shelter. There's no embarrassment in his shelter. Fear, no fear in his shelter, amen? No loneliness in God's shelter. No anxiety in God's shelter. No depression in God's shelter. You know, nowadays, in, and in some cultures, and some people do it here in Ireland too, 
when you go to visit their homes, they will ask you to take off their shoes and leave, take off your shoes and leave them outside the door, okay? That happens in some cultures and in some places you visit today, they will ask you to leave your shoes outside the door. And in biblical times, this was huge because when you entered a house in biblical times, there was a bucket of water outside the door so you could wash your feet. Emma would have loved that job, wouldn't you? She doesn't like feet. <laughs> she, she, there was a bucket of water outside that you could wash your feet before you entered. And the reason for this is in those days, they threw their waste. They just dumped their waste out into the street. People wore sandals in those days. So when you walked through the street then, you gathered the waste on your feet. It was inevitable. So they had a bucket of water outside the house so that you could wash your feet before you entered the house. So you see, when you enter the shelter of God's love, you leave your waste outside. You leave your waste outside. Amen? You see, you leave the condemnation outside. You leave the shame outside. You leave the embarrassment, the loneliness, the fear, the feeling of loss, the feeling of inadequacy, the depression, lack, anxiety. You leave it all outside the door. You see, fear and all that negative stuff, it doesn't fit in God's shelter. Amen? You see, in biblical times, they wash, asked to wash your feet before you entered their, hou their house so that you wouldn't contaminate their house. Amen. And nowadays, if people ask you to leave your shoes outside, it means they've put down a nice new carpet or a nice new timber floor or they've put down nice tiles or something like that. So it's the same in the shelter of God's love. Fear, shame, condemnation, etc. All that stuff, they don't fit in his shelter. Amen. They're not welcome in his shelter because they'll mess up his carpet. Amen. They'll scratch his timber floor. Amen. God doesn't allow them in because they'll muddy up the tiles. You see, he's been busy. He's worked hard. He's paid a high price to prepare this shelter for you. So he wants to make sure it's perfect when you come in. He wants you to make sure that it's perfect so that you can come into the shelter and be yourself. Be the person that he's created you to be. That's why he can't allow that negative stuff in, amen? Because all that negative stuff, that's not who he created you to be. He didn't create you to be full of shame and embarrassment. He didn't create you to be feeling lonely and condemned and lost. He didn't create you to be fearful. He didn't create you to feel not good enough. Amen. That's not how he created you. All that stuff, it doesn't fit in the shelter. Amen. It messes up the flooring. Negativity doesn't suit the ambiance of God's shelter. That's why we've got to leave it outside. Last week, Mary Magdalene left it outside. We have to leave it outside too. Amen. Luke chapter 15, verse 11. Jesus said, once there was a father with two sons. The younger son came to his father and said, Father, don't you think it's time to give me the share of your estate that belongs to me? So the father went ahead and distributed among the two sons their inheritance. Shortly afterward, the younger son packed up all his belongings and traveled off to see the world. He journeyed to a far off land where he soon wasted all he was given in a binge of extravagant and reckless living. With everything he spent and nothing left, he grew hungry, for there was a famine in the land. So he begged a farmer in that country to hire him. The farmer hired him and sent him out to feed the pigs. The son was so famished he was willing to eat even the slop given to the pigs, because no one would feed him a thing. This son had everything. We know this story so well. We know this story that Jesus told so well. He was comfortable in his plenty in his father's house. He asked the father to give him this, his share of the inheritance. You see, he wanted to do things his way. 
He taught the grass was greener on the other side. And he took his share and he heads out to see the world. He left the shelter. You see, he was in the shelter and he left the shelter. He embarks on a binge of extravagant and reckless living and he loses everything. And he ends up lost, alone, broke, rejected, hungry, feeling very foolish and very stupid. Verse 17, humiliated. Wow. Remember our friend last week? She was humiliated, wasn't she? Humiliated, the son finally realized what he was doing and he thought, there are many workers at my father's house who have all the food they want with plenty to spare. Shelter, huh? They lack nothing. Why am I here dying of hunger feeding these pigs? I want to go back home to my father's house and I'll say to him, Father, I was wrong. I have sinned against you. I'll never be worthy to be called your son. Please, Father, just treat me like one of your employees. You see, in his humiliation, he began to remember the shelter. He remembered what was inside the shelter. He starts to question himself, what am I at? What am I at? I had it all. I was never hungry in the shelter. I was never alone. I had love and acceptance in the shelter. There's everything I need and more in the shelter, and I need to go back. Praise God. You know what? Even if you're out there, go back. Amen. Even if you're out there, go back. It's good to go back. Amen. It's good to go back. Praise God that he, he realized he could go back. Verse 20. So the young man set off for home from a long distance away. The father saw him coming dressed as a beggar. And great compassion swelled up in his heart for his son who was returning home. So the father raced out to meet him. He swept him up in his arms, hugged him dearly, and kissed him over and over with tender love. Then the son said, Father, I was wrong. I have sinned against you. I could never deserve to be called your son. Just let me... The father interrupted and said, Son, you're home now. Son, you're home now. You see, this is a picture of our heavenly father. Amen. Turning to his servants, the father said, Quick, I love this, quick, bring me the best robe, my very own robe, and I will place it on his shoulders. Bring the ring, the seal of sonship, and I will put it on his finger. And bring out the best shoes you can find for my son. Let's prepare a great feast and celebrate. For this beloved son of mine was once dead, but now he's alive again. Once he was lost, but now he's found. And everyone celebrated with overflowing joy. You see the example of God here? Example of the father's love. The father was overjoyed to see the son return. Remember, think about it. He had insulted the father. The father had provided a home for him, a shelter with plenty of everything. And the son just threw that back in his face. You know, turned his back on the house, turned his back on the home, turned his back on the family, turned his back on everything that his father had worked for and walked away. But still the father is overjoyed to see his son's return compassion swelled up in his heart for his son who has come home quick he said do you see that quick let's waste no time bring out the very best robe bring the ring bring the best shoes in other words he's saying quick father's saying quick let's get this condemnation off him let's remove this fear let's remove this shame let's remove this ne negativity let's ditch this feeling of loss let's get rid of this feeling of inadequacy that he has because remember, he didn't even allow the son to go through the whole speech that he prepared. He didn't want his son to feel inadequate. He didn't want his son to feel less than. You see, he's back at the shelter now and he's not allowed to bring that stuff inside. That stuff doesn't suit the decor of the shelter, amen? 
Quick, let's clothe him with love and kindness. Let's clothe him with forgiveness and compassion and joy and hope. Amen. You see, the son left the shelter, but he returned to an open door. And not only did he find an open door, he found open arms. Verse 20, so the young son set off for home from a long distance away. His father saw him coming, dressed as a beggar. Great compassion swelled up in his heart. His son was returning home. So the father raced out to meet him, swept him up in his arms, hugged him dearly, kissed him over and over with tender love. From a long distance away, this father saw him coming. What does that mean? Amen. What does that mean? It means the father was watching out for him. How else would he have seen him come from a long distance? The father was watching out for him. He had never given up on his son coming home. He was watching and waiting for his son's return. He had never given up on his son. And you see, our father in heaven, he's never given up on you either. He's watching and waiting for you, amen? He's watching and waiting for you. He's willing you to come back to the shelter of his love. He's willing you to come to the shelter of his love. Because you see, when you come to the shelter of God's love, he opens the door. He opens the door, and not only does he open the door, this is so neat. He doesn't just open the door to his shelter for you. He runs towards you with his arms open wide. You see, he is so faithful, he is so good, he is so kind that he meets you halfway, amen? He doesn't allow, because he knows when you're coming, you're coming full of shame and fear and negativity and loss and inadequacy and all those feelings, but he meets you halfway so that you don't have to stay in those feelings long. That's how faithful our God is, amen? That's how loving he is. He opens the door and he opens his arms. The door of God's shelter is always open. There's an open door policy. So whether you're coming to it for the first time or whether you've been there already and you've left and now you're returning, it's okay, the door is open, amen? His arms are open. You're always welcome at the shelter of God's love and you're always welcome back to the shelter of God's love. Praise God. Run for the shelter of his love, amen?